If you were paying any attention yesterday to all of the weird COVID test rumors and happenings, you may have been in a little bit of a panic. I am here to sort everything out for you, and it's also Crossover Thursday, so we are going to flip over and start talking about Packers Week. Allow me to insult the host of Locked On Packers in front of you here on the Locked On Vikings podcast. You are Locked On Vikings. Your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Locked On Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, your pal, and the kid you copied off in math class. My name is Luke Braun. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Braun NFL. You can find the show on Twitter at Locked On Vikings. And today's Crossover Thursday. Most of the show is going to be a very fun conversation I had with Peter Bukowski about how the Vikings and Packers, they are actually both exactly as good as each other. I didn't believe it either, but that's where the conversation ended up. But first, uh, let's talk a little bit about availability and we'll talk about the injury report from Wednesday, which had some weird stuff on it. And then the rumors swirled and all sorts of stuff. If you like logged in and paid attention, but just for like one moment on Tuesday afternoon, you got real confused real fast. So here's what happened after all the dust settled and all the reporting was done. Four players on the Vikings had positive tests on Tuesday and then they what the the way that the protocol works when you have a positive test they essentially test you again to double check and make sure you're actually positive and that it's not a false and of all four of those players who tested positive all of them came back negative the next uh the the next test so they all had a positive test on Tuesday and a negative test on Tuesday you may think that's highly suspicious. I wonder if there was a batch of false positives in there. And you would be wondering the same thing that the Vikings are wondering in, in the league and stuff. Similarly, however, there is also some suspicion that the Chargers are also dealing with a COVID thing. So there's a little bit of some suspicion about like, wait, did one of these teams give each other COVID or something on the field in the Vikings Chargers game? Obviously, that all remains to be seen. So what happens now? And by the way, those four players are Brian O'Neill, Mackenzie Alexander, Chris Herndon, and DJ Wanham. They will test this afternoon, Thursday afternoon. If that test is negative, they will be cleared to return to practice. Now, the specific timing of it and whether or not they'll be able to practice Thursday, I'm not sure if that test would clear before practice of like the Thursday practice is over, but whatever, they'd be able to return Friday anyways, and they'd be able to play in the game, which is what we care about. Um, so they are all in the Wednesday injury report given not injury related DNPs. Again, those players, Mackenzie Alexander, Brian O'Neill, Chris Herndon, DJ Wanham. Um, also with non-injury related uh, injury designations, Garrett Bradbury and uh, Harrison Smith, both of whom just came off of the COVID list and are limited on their way back. Elsewhere on the injury report, Adam Thielen has a heel slash Achilles injury, but he was a full participant, so some minor heel thing. Um, Blake Lynch was a full participant with a hamstring injury, and Bashad Breeland and Anthony Barr were both limited with the injuries we know they both have. Bashad Breeland's been dealing with the groin that he suffered in the Ravens game, and then Anthony Barr's got his knee thing he's been dealing with all year. Also, Patrick Peterson was designated to return from IR. So the way that this works is it's not a return from IR, but it's a very, very good sign. And Patrick Peterson, earlier in the week, he posted like a hype video with that little purple smiling devil emoji that sort of insinuates that the return is here. Um, he went on his podcast and they talked pretty point blank about it. He doesn't know if he's going to come back, right? You, you can't know until you actually practice. Um, but 
being designated a return from IR is obviously a very good sign. So now there is a 21-day window. Uh, Peterson is not actually on the active roster, so we won't be on the injury reports or anything. But now there is a 21-day window that uh, the the Vikings have to put him on the actual active 53-man roster, put him back on the roster, and then from there he can play. So essentially, they believe that he will be ready in enough time. He's now designated to return, but he's still technically on IR. So all of these are day-to-day situations that we just have to watch, but I think we'll all be watching with a pretty keen eye what will happen during that Thursday practice if those players will come back or if they will test negative and then come back Friday or or however that works. But obviously, you know, against uh, the Packers and their front, not having Brian O'Neill would not be great. Which brings me to the conversation with Peter Bukowski and uh, the Packers. So we recorded that on Tuesday night just because of our schedules, my schedule. So you can tell that my knowledge of who is or isn't going to play in that game is a little outdated. So forgive me for that. But still a very fun conversation. I was I always love making a little fun of Peter and and the Packers when Peter comes in to talk to me about Vikings Packers game. So I hope you guys enjoy that. But first, let me talk to you about my new favorite app. Get Upside is an awesome app. I've genuinely just started like recommending it to people in my life. This rules. You just get to save money on gas at the pump. GetUpside is a free app on the Google Play or App Store. It'll show you participating gas stations in your area. You go get gas at one of those. Tell the app which gas station you use. They'll process it. Takes like a day or two. And then money is just in your account. Cash back from getting gas at the pump. You can save 25 cents a gallon. And if you drive around a lot, that adds up to like two, 300 bucks. It's absolutely crazy. And you can cash out whenever you want, however you want. You can just direct deposit into your bank if you don't want to mess with anything else, but you can do Amazon gift cards, Google Play, whatever you prefer. Again, that is the GetUpside app. And if you enter promo code TOUCHDOWN, you can get up to 50 cents per gallon. That's double the savings, 50 cents a gallon off at the pump just for going and getting the GetUpside app using promo code TOUCHDOWN. That's it. It is a free app that saves you money and it's totally worth it. Go check it out. That is GetUpside app, promo code TOUCHDOWN. All right, it's time for another crossover edition. Locked on Packers, Locked on Vikings. I'm Peter Bukowski, host of Locked on Packers. Joining me, as he does every time the Packers play the Vikings, Luke Braun uh, from Locked on Vikings. And Luke, this has been um, a bizarre season, not just for for the two teams that we cover. It's just been every time we think we have this all figured (laughs) out, it just gets just gets crazier and crazier. Yeah. And and. You know, there there is this weirdness on my side with Aaron Rodgers. There is a, a I was going to say legal issue, but it's not quite a legal issue right now with Dalvin Cook that we're, we don't really just even have the bandwidth to get into on this show. But this is this has been a weird Viking season, too. Uh, yeah, we're both having Viking seasons, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's welcome to the gallows. We live here. Yes. Um, and you, it's you were born into a, that darkness, though. We just adopted it. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I had a friend that like lived with his ex-wife for like a year as they were like sorting everything out. And what you're going through really reminds me of that. Uh, I, I think I asked you when we did the ultimate NFC North preview thing. Um, I think I asked you, like, is this truly the last dance? And I guess now that we're halfway through the season and it feels like the the emotions have kind of revealed themselves a little more. You said it was. Do you still think that? Man, um, I kind of don't. 
I really no. I really, you think he stays to twenty twenty two? I think there's I think there's a better chance than when we recorded this, the crossovers, which yeah. was what in in August. August, I, mean, I think he had just come back. I think when that had happened, um, I was very dubious. I was like, okay, this is it. This is it. And then you know he's got the nice stuff to say about the front office. Like once every two weeks, he says something nice about the front office. Now, does he ever say Brian Gutekind's name? No. Does he ever say Mark Murphy's <laughs> name? No. But he says nice stuff. He says, oh, this was, you know, Devondre Campbell, great signing. And it was Russell Douglas, Whitney Merciless, who unfortunately is going to miss the rest of the season now with this, yeah. this bicep injury. And I, I, I thought before the COVID thing happened, uh, the I own you moment. I mean, that seems yeah. like he, you know, if, if there were questions about is he all in this season? Um, there are still questions about whether the Packers are, of course, right? Packer fans certainly have those questions. But Rodgers being in, he, I, if if you're the optimistic kind, if you're the like, okay, the glass is half full, I think that is the moment where you point to and say, okay, how can you walk away from this, this rivalry? And Rodgers said after that game, Walking off the field, he didn't feel like it was his last game, his last game in this rivalry as, you know, walking off Soldier Field in the rivalry. And I, he doesn't just say stuff, right? Like he is as calculated as anyone, which is why, you know, it, that can sometimes get him into trouble. And I, I, I don't I don't think I don't think this is it. I really don't. Man, it's it'll be a really interesting offseason to watch, right? Because there's going to be suitors, there's going to be teams like throwing draft picks at the Packers and stuff, and we're going to see like, you know, the mood kind of changes as uh, as as things wear on. Well, you have you have other quarterbacks who are going to be available too, right? Russell Wilson is looking more and more by the week like this is headed for divorce. Jimmy Garoppolo almost yeah. certainly going to be on the mood. Uh, I mean. Deshaun Watson, we don't really know what's going on yeah, there, but what's going on there. Yeah, but he could be theoretically on the market. And, you know, like the Browns is Baker Mayfield going to be the quarterback there moving forward. What's what's the situation there? So we could have unprecedented quarterback movement. Derek Carr, if if Russell Wilson wants to be a Raider like Derek Carr could be available. It's it really could be one of the most wild QB off seasons that that we have we have ever seen. We had a crazy one last year, too. I mean, you had the Stafford trade and all all sorts of movement. Yeah. uh, Historic big game winner, Matthew Stafford, going to the Rams. True. Uh, And uh, like, what is the what is the Kirk Cousins situation? I mean, it seems like he's played pretty well this year. Depends on what week you ask me. (laughs) Um, Look, he's so I I think this has been a, a fairly good year. I don't think anything has topped what he did in 2019. I think 2019 was his best year by a long shot. He was phenomenal. Um, but in, in this year, it's probably been more good than bad, but there's been some bad. There's been some of that same kind of paint by numbers problem guys streaking open downfield and he never sees it and, you know, problems with aggression and stuff like that. That's kind of what we're going through right now. But with Kirk, you kind of go through this cycle of like, oh no, he's being way too conservative. Oh my God, that was way too aggressive. Dial it back, dial it back. And you kind of are always kind of, that's why I have, if anybody sees my Twitter after Vikings games, there's the cousins chaos meter. It's a, a thing I do every week measuring how chaotic he is. Sometimes not enough, sometimes way too much so we'll see what we get every week um but to me i think his future in minnesota if zimmer and spielman are still there i think he's still here um but that's the biggest if right if they don't make the playoffs if vikings don't make the playoffs i think you lose the whole trio 
and and you just start fresh. I think that's what's going to happen here. You'd be going on three or four years, Kirk Cousins, Mike Zimmer, Rick Spielman, this whole build, three or four years didn't make the playoffs, and they were a sixth seed the one time they did. So, yeah, it would be kind of this, like, look, this that's that's a failure. That's not good enough. So, you know, it'd be time to move everything on, and then a new coach comes in, and they're like, I don't have any attachment to Kirk Cousins, and they just trade him off to whoever's willing to take on the contract. The weird thing about Kirk, too, is the advanced numbers – always like him so much more than sure. like the people who watch him every week. And, but, but like pro football focus loves him this year. Uh, th- some of the things that PFF has, has done with Kirk baffled. I mean, they gave him like the best grade on the entire offense in a single game, which was Dallas and Sunday night where I think he was the worst. Right. Um, and, and I think some of that is that PFF doesn't want to guess about reads. And I, I feel more comfortable doing that. You know, I can be a little more subjective right. than they as like an apparatus can be. Um, but here's the thing about, about cousins. If there is a deep receiver streaking open down the field, there are a lot of different barriers that are going to prevent the ball from getting there. Um, either pressure might stop it, and that's a whole other deal. There, He might just not see it. He may have come off that read for some other reason because of the cornerback's leverage or something, and then the safety busts the play, and he never sees it. Um, but in this last game against the Chargers, the whole narrative was that like Mike Zimmer went up to him and was like, be aggressive. Take it. Let's do it. If one gets tipped and intercepted, so be it. I'm not going to kill you over it. Just go take the risk and be aggressive. And he went, okay, coach, and then started pushing the ball downfield a whole bunch more and then won the game over it. So I don't know, maybe he gets a little riskier and then we get into the too chaotic part of things. There is that feeling like when he's on, when he is an opponent, there is this feeling of like, wait, I thought, but last game he, and then, (laughs) but... And it's just He'll do that it, too, yeah. more maddening because, you know, he has these games and these moments where he, it's totally WTF. And then he has these other moments where it's just like it's WTF the other way where it's like, holy, what? The, how did he just do that? Right. Yeah. All the talent in the world and an absolutely crazy, like broken, like he spills the chili. Like that's the. <laughs> right. <laughs> But when he does it and it's awesome and it's 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 the like consistency, if you want to put it up to a cliche word, it's it's consistency. He can do this, but can he always do it? You know, that's so that's the deal. But we got a whole other like roster to talk about. Right. So let's do that. Um, the the Vikings. And I was just looking at this. So you look at the football outsiders numbers, DVOA. They're they're four and five, but they're ahead of the Packers in DVOA. They're ninth in, in total DVOA. They're 12th in <laughs> offensive DVOA and eighth in defensive DVOA. Oh, how does it taste? It is it, like I'm I'm sort of used to it because they, they like <laughs> DVOA didn't like them in 2019 either. That's so funny. What this is such a meme team. Everything so, about them is funny. I'm sorry. So Continue. what? No, I'm I it's it's uh it's wild and and funny. Uh what what are they doing that you think the record is not reflecting, if anything. Like, do you sure. think this is a four and five team? So I don't know if DVOA takes into account penalties, because if they don't take into account penalties, that explains the difference. Okay. Um, from play to play, when the play is normal, when they get the playoff and they don't hold, yeah, I think that they are, uh, like, from in, in the normal parts of games, they are a good team. But again, it's it's consistency. So they will put up 500 yards in a game, like the game against Carolina, and that thing still goes into overtime, even though you got Sam Darnold, you win the turnover battle, you win. They, they're the only team in the league who have won, who have led every game by seven or more points. They're four and five. Yeah, what's interesting is the Packers and the Vikings actually have the same number of estimated wins by the Football Outsiders number 6.4. <laughs> so the Packers have played a little above that. The Vikings have played a little below. And same quality of team, same quality of quarterback. 
Numbers don't lie. Back with Peter in just a minute. Uh, but first, let me talk to you about the odds for this game. Vikings two and a half point underdogs. Um, we actually picked the game on his show on Locked on Packers. If you can stomach an episode of that, you can go check that out. Um, for me, I've just got a rule about uh, in every Vikings game. I'm just going to start taking the points because it's always closer than the market think it, uh, thinks it's going to be. The Vikings just love one point games. So we're going to go with that. Uh, but if you want to gramble on anything Vikings game, college football, uh, basketball, hockey, even UFC, or your favorite Vegas casino games, you can head to betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is your one-stop shop for all things grambling. They just redesigned their website. They've got a new awesome live betting apparatus that I love. They've got a player prop machine that is really fun to use. So however you want to gramble, you can go find it at betonline.ag. And if you enter promo code LOCKEDON when you sign up, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, all one word, you get a 50% welcome bonus. That means whatever your first deposit is, BetOnline matches half of that, puts it straight into your account as free play money. That's betonline.ag, promo code LOCKEDON, all one word. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, continuing on here with Crossover Thursday. I'm Luke Braun at Luke Braun NFL with Locked On Vikings. Peter Bukowski here, Locked On Packers at Peter underscore Bukowski. I have a bunch of burning questions about the Packers. And I guess my first one is, I mean, I have my familiarities with the Packers from from seasons of old, but obviously every year is different. What I know the Packers offensively to want to be is... 30 Devontae Adams targets and then like some run plays and no Aaron Jones in this game. So I'm going to guess it's going to be more like 35, 40. Is that still who they are or are they spread it out more than I'm used to? First of all, Luke, if you have um, any burning, you should see a doctor about that. That's a separate (laughs) issue we can talk about off the air. Um, You know what? Well past doctors. (laughs) (laughs) It, it, It really depends on the matchup. And, uh, there, you know, some teams try harder to take away all the Devonte Adams targets than others. Um, and so th- then they feel like they need to go to plan B. I think in, in a perfect world, they want to find a balance between, okay, here is the 10 to 15 Devonte Adams targets that they want to get a game. And then here are the five to 10 other times when Devonte Adams is a decoy when he is drawing coverage away from the other guys and they're running combination routes on the other side of the field and they're taking shots on the other side of the field. And they do a really great job of using Devonte Adams on in breakers where he's there really just to hold a safety, especially against sure. quarters and, and those two shell that's been one of their two shell beaters is, or right, if you're going to, if you're going to play that, whether it's cover two, whether it's cover four, whatever you, whatever you're in, he is coming across the formation, challenging that safety, and then they're running a deep over or they're running something in behind to get that safety in conflict and mm-hmm. into that vacated space. And they had it actually uh, on, um, it was, it was, yeah, it was last week and they just didn't have time to get to it. So they, they do, they do a really good job of, of creating those opportunities. They haven't hit them as often this year. Um, just sort of by happenstance, whether it's there was pressure early or a receiver falls down or something like that, um, the, the offense has not quite hit the kind of levels of in sync that we saw last year. Part of that is injuries. Mark was about scaling was out for a month. Mm-hmm. Um, Devontae Adams had COVID. Al Lazard missed that same game. And then Aaron Rodgers had love COVID. Game, right? Yeah. So you're you're just now seeing everything come together. And, and something that I, I think probably... Um, your listeners would not have noticed unless they were paying really close attention the last two weeks is the four wide receiver set. 
is oh. something we have not seen in Green Bay in a long time, probably since like 11, 12. And yeah. they went to it the last two weeks, 26% of snaps are in 10 personnel where they're going with oh. Adams, Cobb, MVS, and Lazard plus a running back. And they're, they're doing some where they're playing an empty. They're doing some where they're playing in shotgun and they're using Randall Cobb in a sort of uh, makeshift running back role where he's playing in the backfield and then motioning out, or he's motioning across the formation into the backfield and then in swing motion. And they've got an RPO that they run off that. So right, they're, yeah. they're doing some really interesting things to combat teams who want to play that two shell. If you're going to play that too high coverage, and the Packers go four receivers. If you're in dime, now you're really small. And with AJ Dillon in the backfield, if you've got five guys in the box, well, now here's 250 pounds of AJ Dillon. Let me yeah. Well, now you. we yeah. Let me introduce you to Dillon. And if you're going to bring the safety down, now you're in single high coverage against Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, and and right. This is what they do. So, I think this is one of their two high counters. So it's, I'm, I'm really, I'm really anxious to see what that looks like. They, you know, the first week they did it with Jordan love, uh, and, and that was a different conversation, different conversation, <laughs> although they did, they actually did hit a couple things out of it. Um, but again, it's different. And then Rogers with no practice. So I think yeah. this is going to be something that we continue to see, especially with Aaron Jones out that also opens up opportunities for other guys to get involved just because there's more guys on the field to get involved. Yeah, so we've had this whole thing with our our backup safety, Cameron Bynum, the rookie, been in for Harrison Smith, playing really well. And, and a lot of people, like a lot of my mailbag questions in the Twitter Tuesday mailbags we do here, were like, can we get three safeties on the field? This seems like a perfect time to do that because you can still have just an, like enough size, but also, I mean, those guys can cover, you know, you're not putting in extra linebackers or anything like that. Um, but I, I want to flip over to to the Packers defense here. Is that one linebacker too, because he can erase yeah. a lot of issues. Right. Well, I, we, every Vikings fan will remember the end of the Lambeau game, the wind game last year, mm. um, where Devontae Adams ended up on Eric Kendricks one on one as the third, the three wide receiver in a, like a trip formation, like the classic thing that the national championship last year, like that whole thing. And Kendricks just manned up and won the rep and it turned into a sack fumble. Um, and that happened, I think it was twice in a row that the, the Packers like found that, kept going to it, and Kendricks kept miraculously keeping up. Um, so very interesting stuff between, you know, Lafleur and Zimmer and, and yeah. this wonderful rivalry. Um, but I, I want to flip to the other side here because so no Rashawn Gary. I, I, what's the status of, of Kenny Clark for this game? Um, Kenny, Clark, and, and, well, Kenny Clark seems like he's going to be a go. And Rashawn Gary, okay. Rashawn Gary says he's going to try and do the thing. Um, but we'll, we'll see where they stand. He, he's gonna, apparently going to try and brace it up and and go. We'll, we'll see what the injury okay. report looks like moving forward. Um, unless I miss something, but that's, that's where they are. We, they, we, we do not have clarity right now on, on Got his it. status. And full disclosure, we're recording this Tuesday night, so we haven't seen a single injury report as of this particular conversation. Um, so, okay. So with, maybe more of a full strength front than, than what I understand. Uh, here's my question for everybody. I do these crossovers with you're in the Vikings room. What are you suggesting to attack the Packers? What's, what's the thing the Packers don't want to see? Like how, how would you go attack them? Stay committed to the run game. Okay. And uh, you, you have to punish them for playing light boxes. They played a light box against the Seahawks on 97% of snaps. And then the Seahawks of all teams didn't run. That's insane. 
it's wild. Uh, I don't, I don't know what to tell you, but the, the way that you beat this Packers team is the same way that the Vikings beat them last year. It is let Dalvin cook cook. And, 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 you know, Kirk cousins, I think completed like 12 passes in that game or something crazy. And and none of them more than 10 yards. No win this time. (laughs) It's it's indoors. No tornadoes. (laughs) <laughs> well, what's what's so wild is Mike Pettin decided in a game where the wind is blowing a million miles an hour, they're going to play everyone back and let Kirk Cousins complete these short passes. And it's just like yeah. the, this defense does not do that. Um, they're they're so much more prepared week to week, um, and I'm, I'm sort of amazed at at the defensive turnaround on this team because their their coverage ability, their pass rush. It's just so much more consistent down to down week to week than it was last year. But the run defense is still a problem because they still want to play these light boxes. They found a little bit of something. Kenny Clark in the rookie TJ Slayton, who is a big effing dude um, in the middle. And they're doing a lot of the kinds of things that you're seeing college teams do. Let's put three big bodies, basically three defensive tackles out there and play these like modified bear, bear fronts. Tighten it up. Yep. And then you're you're still getting your your pass rushers on the field on the edge but then you get to play small behind and that is that has been working so far for this team and part of it is because Devondre Campbell has been you know he has been Kendricks-esque in his ability to get sideline to sideline to affect the run game to affect the passing game he's been as good a linebacker as the Packers have had since you know a 10 game stretch of Desmond Bishop in 2010 oh my god <laughs> seriously <laughs> that's it that's it that's the list, uh, Luke. So as usual, tomorrow, we're going to circle back to a lot of the stuff Peter talked about and a lot of the stuff that I know the Packers like to do, a lot of their RPOs. We're going to talk about defending Aaron Rodgers uh, and all the things we need to talk about for this. It's Packer week, baby. This should be the most exciting week, whether the Vikings are 2-14 and 14 or 14-2, and two, right? We always want to beat the Packers. So we will go and dive in real deep to that. In the meantime, check out the Locked on Bets podcast. Locked on Bets podcast is a great place to get your grambles straight. Your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling are on an absolute heater right now. Go check them out. I will see you all tomorrow, and as always, skull.